welcome. This week, our contestants will be facing off about the topic Contradiction and the 1931 Guatemalan election. This is Learn a Little, a stupid podcast for smart people with David Andrew Laws and Liz McMonagall. Elizabeth, wake up. David, I'm here. Wake, Elizabeth, it's time to do a podcast. Wake up. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I wanted to do words. that with educational lyrics, right? Wake up, grab a book, and learn a little something. <laughs> That'll be up. the new theme song. Okay, I like it. I see it. It's great. Hi, everybody. This is Learn a Little. It's a stupid podcast for smart people, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> My name is David. And I'm Liz. And we're going to learn a little bit today. Here's how it works. Uh, Liz and I have each picked a random Wikipedia article. We're going to teach the other person about it. And yep. at the end of the episode, we will quiz each other uh, to find out who wins the episode and who has the crown of schmat. Who has the crown of schmat right now? I was really hoping you wouldn't ask me that question. I know. Do you I know who has it? Yeah. Then why did you ask me? Just to tell this is a quiz within a quiz. It was a quiz within a quiz. It's on the shelf. <laughs> it's on the shelf because we tied. We tied. That makes sense. We do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is a. I feel like when we're grabbing it off the shelf, like there's a lot, a lot at stake. Well, it's a brand new day. I don't. Maybe that's what it is. It's clean slate. Let's yeah. clean this slate and grab that crown. Grab it. But first, grab it by the jewels. <laughs> But first, what David? It's time for a, a everyone's favorite segment, uh, everyone's favorite like sort of sometimes interstitial category. Uh, corrections, corrections and, and apologies. apologies. <laughs> uh, I just want to apologize. Not, not, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we record a lot, and then I go back and edit in sort of batches, mm-hmm. um, or we, or more accurately, we record in batches, and then I go and edit when. The week is near. Yep. Um, so this is from episode six about <laughs> Jan Bjorklund and Tom Rune. Oh, no. First of all, I just want to apologize for the fact that I still haven't figured out how to say Tom's last name. <laughs> and I also just want to apologize for all the football things that we said. We had yeah. maybe like an 85% good, <laughs> smart football rating. Well. Um, but there was one thing in particular that stuck out to me, stuck out, that <laughs> really mm-hmm. stuck out to me. That I wanted to clarify, and that's clipping. Mm. Do you remember we talked about clipping in football? Not really. We did. We did? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Because that's why, remember, Tom did his big punt for 91 yards, and then, it, or he did his big punt that got returned for 91 yards, but then it got called because of clipping. Clipping, yeah. And clipping is when you is have when you, scissors and you're like, and you don't run with those on the football field. That is rule number one. We (laughs) learned that a lot growing up, not to run with scissors in a way that made me think. Scissors were, like, people die from scissor wounds daily. Well, and just that would be a risk a lot more frequently, that the opportunity to run with scissors would be much more of a temptation in my adult life. Yeah, that and, like, plastic bags over your head, right? (laughs) Like, those are two things that people very much were like, do not and I well, that and stopping and dropping and rolling. I've never risk. once been on fire, but I That's have that memorized. Knock on wood, though. You never know. And now you know it. And now I do know it. Mm-hmm. And quicksand. I feel like I was really prepared for that. 
I'm still not prepared for that. If I well, get into quicksand, I'm going down. You're supposed to lie on your back. Hmm. You're supposed to try and lie on your back and make, because th- like you're supposed to make yourself a wider object, right? Because if you're Covered. a thin pencil of a person, then <laughs> you're going to sink down. <laughs> but if you can like spread yourself out like a starfish, then the quicksand's like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Check. This has nothing to do with football. That's okay. What's clipping, David? Clipping is when you block an opponent from below the waist, provided the opponent is not a runner. So you can block runners from below the waist. Sure. But you can't block non-runners from below. Oh, sorry, sorry. I missed a really key (laughs) integral word in that description. (laughs) Clipping is blocking an opponent from behind below the waist. So you can't like run up from behind somebody and take their knees out, mm. unless you're playing backyard football. Unless you're playing rugby, I feel unless like. Unless you're playing punch football. Yeah. That's like flag football, but with punches. Oh, okay. I would play that. So do you feel clearer about, do you feel, you know? Yeah. I feel corrected. I feel All apologized. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel apologetic. I feel apologetic. And like I belong in some sort of correctional institution. Oh, oh David. So let's learn. Just a little. Just, hey, it's a rainy Sunday when we're recording this. It's rainy for me. It's not rainy where you are. It's, it's a rainy, rainy smooth Sunday. So I only I only got a little bit of brain to learn right now. <laughs> you have like mush brain. You have Sunday so brain. You, you teach me. Okay, I will. What are you teaching me about? I am teaching you today about contradiction. Not to be confused with a contradiction, but contradiction. There's two Ds. There's- and... Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, there's two Ds. Isn't there two Ds in the word contradiction? No. Really? I don't think so. How many? Oh, contradiction. Like yeah, there's one D in contradiction. For some reason, when I was looking, I glanced at the sheet earlier, and I thought it said contra addiction, like oh. you were addicted to, addicted to the game contra, but that is not. What's it's contra-, contra? It's a video game. Oh, I always <laughs> think of contraband. Mm. Contraband. Well, contraband. Yeah, the contraband. That's the people who play the music for the video game of Contra. <laughs> Get out of here. Is it contraband or contraband? I don't know. That's okay. not my Wikipedia article. That's true. Very true, David. You're right. So Contradiction, for those of you who don't know, is the second studio album of the French industrial metal band Mass Hysteria. You get so many cool music things. (laughs) This one was actually really, I was very excited, but it's, the Wikipedia site is very, it doesn't give me enough of what I want. Sure. Well, yeah, because what you want is an entire album, like you want to listen to that. Bloop, bloop. bloop, That freaking album. I want to listen to that. Bloop, bloop album. Yeah. And I want to rock out to it. Were you into heavy metal, David? No, I was not cool enough to be into heavy metal yeah. as a as a younger. Now I'm into everything. As a youth. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably scared of heavy metal when I was a youth. I was like, ah. It's so loud. <laughs> what if they get me? That's still how I am. Greg is like into metal. He'll <gasps> listen to like the Yelly McYellersons. It, it, it takes some skill to oh. do that. I knew somebody who was in a like screamy band oh god how they don't have nodes just consistently and just re- like i'm saying oh that it truly is a talent so like bravo to all of you metal bands because and so this is a french metal band it's a french metal band contradiction, oh, contradiction. 
Contradiction. I, I like to imagine that's everyone's favorite part of the podcast is when we just when we when, <laughs> when we butcher when any country comes up at all and we immediately go this is how that country speaks <laughs> it's so true well and so they are um i fully agree and you know prepare your eardrums because i think there's going to be a lot upcoming so they mass isthelia Massistalia. The like S is backwards and the R is backwards, so you know it's metal. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. What time period is this? Okay, so we're in the 90s. It's 19. 19- bloop, bloop. Oh, darn it. I know. <laughs> You're just so excited. How can I not swear about this French metal band? If yeah, France. <laughs> F, F, the F is for France. Ay, merde, yeah. Fr- France, yeah. I'm going to have to bleep Merde, oui. No, you can't say that. Why? Because what about our French audiences? Oh, yeah, that's true. The the French, all the French children that, learn, my... that learn a little. Uh, bonjour, French children. <laughs> bonjour. <laughs> so they, <laughs> mass hysteria, they uh, came to be in 1993. And then they released, they released an album in like 97. But it was like, meh, it was okay. But then they had Contradiction. And it was a breakout album. What was their first album called? I know. Oh, yes, I do know. Hold, please. It was called, not that. Oh, Le Bien Etre et le Paix. Le Bien? Le Bien Etre et le Paix. I don't know what those words are. It means well-being and peace. Aw, that's nice. But that's that's probably why it didn't do well, because it was too nice for a French industrial metal band. Yeah, do you think that was also an industrial metal album? Or that one was like they were like blue covers of bridge over troubled waters, <laughs> and they were like, "Well, this isn't working." <laughs> They're like, "That's it. What are we gonna do? Contradiction." <laughs> and so the album cover is a. It reminds me almost of maybe Nirvana with mm-hmm. the baby in the pool. Was that cool? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's like even more devilish. It is baby. With its eyes rolled back, so you only see the whites. Mm -hmm. It's like a red background. It looks very demonic. Oh. Yeah. So. That's the cover art for Contra Addiction? Contra Addiction. Contra Addiction. Contra Addiction. (laughs) Which was released in 1999. And 50,000 copies of the album were sold by 20, as of 2018. So I'm sure there's many, many more. But. It, that 50,000, it certified them as gold yeah. by the French National Syndicate of the Phonographic Publishing, also known as SNEP. <laughs> S- wait, why is it known as SNEP? Nope. Okay. Oh, wait, yeah, because, I can click Because out. the f- French acronym is... Oh my gosh. The National Syndicate of Phonographic Publishing. So originally it was known as SNINCOP, and now it's known as SNEP. Don't ask me things, David. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, it's because it's in when in when it's in French. When en fr- yeah, yeah. When yeah. en français, I've it's always thought that. De l'édition phonographique. That is that pretty great. okay? That was pretty okay. I feel like you just French is something you just have to go and like try. French is a language that you can put your mouth in the right shapes to make Maybe French. Maybe make sounds. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if it's not French. I always think that thing that you were just saying about IHOP, that is the International House of Pancakes, yep. but it wouldn't be IHOP in any other language, Yeah. which doesn't make it, you know, I wonder what overwhelmingly it is. international. Well, like 
you know, in, in French, it would be Le Maison de Pancakes International, right? Maybe it's the, Moppy. <laughs> do they call it Moppy in they French? Call it oh. Moppy. All right, everyone, we finished, uh, we closed the show. Time to go and go to Mappy. We're going to go to Mappy. I hate it. Allons-y. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fascinating. I wonder if IHOP exists in other countries. I it's the International so. House of Pancakes. It yeah, I know. Freaking but freaking has to. But that's very American of us if we're like, hey, here's IHOP. We're going to call everyone it loves International. This. Yeah. And yet it's like the most American thing. They're like, you want 50 pounds of food on one plate in front of you? You Enjoy. want a pancake that will smile at you in the way your father never did? Here you go. <laughs> You're welcome. You want eyes for eggs for eyes and bacon for a smiling mouth? Here you go. God, I, I want you to be the not. face of IHOP now. Not, you know, <laughs> not actually, but. <laughs> I actually would do really well, I feel. I would represent them very well. Um, so back to contradiction. Contradiction. Uh, its total length is 43 minutes and 39 seconds. I have no frame of reference, but that sounds like a great length of album. Sounds like a lovely length for an album. The last track, though, is 13 minutes and 6 seconds. Dope, dope, You would dope. think that anything would be clickable and there would be music. <gasps> There's not. And oh, it no. infuriates me. There's only 12 tracks. <sighs> It just, uh, it could be better. I you want to just, you want to just give me those, give me those twelve tracks real quick. Sure, yes, of course. So it's contradiction is the title track Great. number one, first mm -hmm. and foremost. Four minutes nine seconds. Then we go into Zion. Then we go into Aimable à Suite. I changed my mind. I do not want this. I. Attractor entourage. No, you asked for it. Fenestre amir. Very interesting. Number six is titled P four. P four. Before or not before? Before or after? Uh, <laughs> seven is Celebrish. Uh, Furia. Le Dernier Tango. Osmos 99. <laughs> Le Plus Just Effet. And Carazon, which, uh, okay. okay. Carazon Olvedados. You're welcome. Was that one in Spanish? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I don't an know. international industrial french metal band mm -hmm. they are a french industrial french metal band <laughs> <laughs> that's true so they have um so there's all the tracks just in case anyone recognizes any of them <laughs> oh like, i love oh, p4 p4 is my favorite oh, well, yes. i walked down the aisle to p4 <laughs> <laughs> oh i just i can't even that would be a good one though actually because it's only two minutes and 24 seconds so if you're gonna walk down the aisle to something it would be p4 Perfect. that feels like the right the right amount of time um there's five band members so we have how many jean-claude's we got in there no jean-claude's uh, but we do have a stefan stefan we got as the Pierre's. bassist we have a raphael monsieur oh. on oh. drums we have an erwan Disset. sure uh, guitar, and we have Jan Otto, our guitarist, and then we have, last but not least, on vocals, we have Muskelai 
You know what? Something that happens sometimes is that sometimes when people, especially Americans, are talking about other languages and things that are in other languages, they like really butcher them in an mm-hmm. American way where like Pierre becomes like David. Pierre. Yeah. No, what I'm trying to say is that you possibly did the opposite of that where you did, <laughs> you just did such a good job. <laughs> You of committed making those, of making those names to me indecipherable and to French people potentially perfect. Who knows? Like I have no. <laughs> Only time will tell when you our French did. critics write in. I'm just so proud of you for not being like Pierre Dermartain. No, I mean I strong and wrong is my middle name. You're not. You are not incorrect about that. <laughs> I will go there, even though I will lean in. <laughs> Um, it was produced by Colin Richardson, the studio album of Contradiction. Oh, we didn't get a French for Colin no, Richardson. He's, oh. he's um, British. Gotcha. So he's actually a really well-known producer, mixer, and engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has worked with bands such as Slipknot. Oh. They were the only ones that I really knew on this very long list. Which... I do know that one, though. They wear the fun masks, right? I don't sure. Is that Slipknot that wears the know. fun masks? All right, well. I, I don't know. Everyone's in a mask right now, Dave. Okay. <laughs> Come right. on, sir. Um, they also he also worked with world renowned Uncle Meat. I My eyebrows I wanna, went up at that, but I don't I got nothing about I, I have nothing know, to say about Uncle Meat. I know I wanna oh SOB too. I recognize that. <gasps> I know oh no, I know a song called SOB. Oh. But I don't know I don't know a band called SOB. I clicked on Uncle Meat and the Wikipedia is is that like is that like Uncle Cracker's nemesis is Uncle Meat (laughs) come with me everything is all meat it's just like (laughs) how dare you (laughs) (laughs) if they find if they find Uncle Cheese they could start a band called Lunchable get out of here (laughs) the Lunchables Uh, hate Come us. with me and we'll go find Capri Sun. <laughs> Dude, Lunchables. That sounds delicious right now. Okay, David, stop <laughs> distracting me. Sorry. So I clicked on Mass Hysteria. And let me tell you, <laughs> the first is you get that little red like exclamation point <laughs> on this article. And uh-huh. it says, this article has multiple issues. Whoops. <laughs> well, I can relate. <laughs> I know. I'm like, same. Please help improve it or discuss these issues on the talk page. So it's a it's an actually really long article, and it gives me a lot of information. It gives me the tracks to all nine of their uh, studio albums and their Whoa. four live albums. Whoa. But nothing hit as hard as Contradiction. Yeah, of course. So it's been good. But here's what I... Uh, here's a womp womp, is that they... It says in here... That in mass media, mass hysteria was known for some controversies and incidents surrounding them. Cliffhanger. Not linkable. Oh, no. Not. The intrigue. So I'm really mad. I'm really mad. But contradiction is uh, credited with pioneering French metal. So that's pretty baller. Isn't that amazing? If I knew how to say metal in French, I would make a really great joke right there. But... Mm. No, that's well, not Well, maybe, David. You don't know. All right. I'm t- <sighs> that's you really done? it. That's really it. <laughs> that was I amazing. Know. You it were was... concerned there wasn't a lot of meat on the, uh, there wasn't a lot of uncle meat on those uncle bones, <laughs> but 
All those mass hysteria bones. All you those... got there. I liked that. I liked learning about that. Yeah, it was just like, it was a nice little tip of the mass hysteria iceberg, I'm sure. But it was fun. All right, you want to you wanna learn about my thing? Yes. Are you sure? Yep. It's not as much fun as contradiction. That's okay. I'm going to teach you. I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I've got nowhere yeah, else I to mean, go. Buckle up. I'm going to teach you about the 1931 Guatemalan general election. You don't even have to. I know too much about it already. Been there, done that. I bet, I bet, <laughs> I bet that's not true. I'm going to go ahead and say that was me lying. So here's some fun stuff about that. I, you get all fun music and music people and I get all you politics. You get a lot of and, politics. Yeah. <laughs> it must Sorry, be the algorithms. click. You know, yeah. I don't know. Do you do a to... lot of like Facebook ads for Paul? Do you, are you like a clicker? <laughs> no, no. And I do my Wikipedia stuff on a, you know, new browser, oh. uh, like on a private browser so that hopefully it doesn't grab my algorithm that way. Oh. I don't know if Wikipedia works that way, but well, it's just, it's just I the don't universe. do that. I so, wonder if that's why I get all the music stuff. All so right. 1931. I'm taking you back to 1931 and mm-hmm. I'm taking you south to Guatemala. Great. Uh, and I'm taking you to the 6th and 8th of February, in which uh, Jorge Ubico uh, was elected president of Guatemala unopposed. Okay, congrats, Jorge. Congrats to Jorge, unopposed. 305,841 votes. Wow. 100% to Jorge. Wow. And it's super funny to see that on this article, right? Because usually when you see election stuff, it's like a long list of like, this person got... 52% 52% of the vote, and this person got yep. 14% of the vote. And this just says 305,841, 100%. Everyone was like, we want Jorge. Um, and this happened after uh, the remaining sector of the old liberal party, because uh, he was uh, he was part of the progressive liberal party, okay. which was formed essentially by the liberal party and the progressive party both came together and said, it should be Jorge, um, because the conservative party was quote, well, quote Wikipedia, but not quote somebody else. This is just how it's you know listed in Wikipedia, was too disorganized and discredited from the uh, Lazaro Chacon Gonzalez era to put forward a candidate, right? So guy who was in charge before kind of mucked it up. Yep. And then Jorge got 100% of the vote. Great. Now, when I go into my research mode for this podcast, what do you I do? try... I, well, I try really hard to just open mind, open eyes, read the words, and take in the information. I don't yeah. put a lot of judgment on the the stuff that I'm reading until Wikipedia tells me to do that, um, <laughs> which is what happened when I clicked on Jorge's Wikipedia mm. article to look a little, a little bit more at him. Are we not supposed to like Jorge? We don't. We don't love like Jorge. Jorge. Okay. Because on his Wikipedia article, he's described as a Guatemalan dictator. No. <laughs> I mean, well, because sometimes, and like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a 50-50 shot, but sometimes you got, I mean, no, there are people in the U.S. government right now who are, who are ran unopposed that are terrible people, right? Sometimes it's like, yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of different stories about r- people running unopposed, and sometimes it's like... It's because nobody, because this person's so great. Actually, maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's never, ever the case. It's like, <laughs> this person's so great, nobody thinks they should run against this person. It's usually right. like, people are lazy, or people are corrupt, or people are stupid. And that may be where we are here. So and here we are. 
Jorge Ubico uh, Castaneda, nicknamed Number Five, or also Central America's Napoleon. Oh no! Was a Guatemalan dictator. No, is dictator ever used for someone good? No. Okay. You, no, it, unequivocally, no. Right. The the definition of a dictator would be the fact that you take and have entire power. Well, and all right. There's so much that we just can't go into on this podcast because it's supposed to be a good time, fun time, silly learning place yeah. where like, could there be a benevolent dictator? Like I've never heard of one, Maybe. which is why I ask because yeah. I, I always associate that word with someone terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah. and in this case, that'd um, be right. Uh, Ubico has been described as one of the most oppressive tyrants Guatemala has ever known who compared himself to Adolf Hitler. So <gasps> Nope, we hate him. Bye. Bye. Not super cool here. Um, bye, Jorge. It's Ugh. it's it's yeah, he he gave a lot of concessions to the United Fruit Company and wealthy land owner, owners as well as supporting their harsh labor practices. Like this was a bad dude. Um Ugh. and so so it really like that was such a I don't know. Like I said, I didn't make a judgment call on, oh, this guy got 100% of the vote. I just heard like, or just read like, this guy got 100% of the vote. And then yeah. went over to the next page and was like, oh, twist. <laughs> I take back my congrats. I take it all back. Corrections I mean, and apologies right cor- now. <laughs> corrections and apologies. In real oh, time. But we'll keep it, we'll keep it light. We'll keep it funky. We'll keep it fresh. He got yeah. 100% of the vote and the progressive liberal party uh, got 69 seats in Congress. Wow. Nice. Fine. 69 season. No, get no, out. Okay. Ew, get out, David. Um, it's just a number, David. So that's all about the 1931 Guatemalan general election, right? Because I want to talk a little bit about what 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 happened okay. to sort of lead to this happening. Sure. Right. So in 1930, a bunch of stuff started happening, which basically led to, to Jorge's election. Come yeah. Right. Um, the acting president before him was, uh, Lazaro Chacon Gonzalez. And he was the conservative? He was part of the conservative party. Yeah. And in December of 1930, he had a stroke that forced him to resign. Oh, no. And then General Mauro de Leon, the first designated successor to the presidency, here's what it says. It says, General Mauro de Leon, first designated successor to the presidency, apparently resigns. Interesting. What? That's apparently. Apparently resigns. Apparently. apparently he resigned. Well, he's not here anymore. And right, like where his, did he go? His bed's all unmade and his clothes are still here and you know, there's <laughs> blood on his pillow. I guess he just resigned. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was I'm speaking out of school there, but Is it linkable? Is he still Oh, General Mauro is not linkable in any way, shape, or form. Oof. So yeah, then no, they erased him. The lawyer and cabinet member Badilio Palma was the second designated successor, and he was appointed interim president. And then there was a coup d'etat. Oops. Led by General Manuel Maria Orellana Contreras, uh, who forced Palma to resign after a short battle inside the presidential palace. Where does that sound familiar? Star Ugh. Wars. Okay. <laughs> Wait, where did it sound familiar for you? The like uprising at the White House. Oh, oh, oh. That wasn't a battle. That was a that was a I mean it wasn't a battle, right? Well yeah, I guess no one was really we didn't fight back. them. That yeah, was exactly. A, that was a Run and hide. Riot. That was a yeah. that was an insurrection. It really um, I, and maybe that's the difference, right? I feel like I've gotten hmm. I've gotten coup d'etat before in stuff and have definitely like 
got it a lot in these articles. There's a lot of coup d'etats going on in Guatemala at this time. But uh, during the fight that lasted no more than an hour. Oh, hey, I found a, a loose end got all tied up. It was only an hour. It was only an hour. Well, that's good. I mean, it's horrible, but that's good. Short that battle. A short well, battle. But during that battle, Palma, who was the second designated successor, and Mauro de Leon, who was the first one who apparently resigned, they both died. So I don't know what that apparently is. Was he like, was he, were they like, de Leon, you're not doing your job? And he was like, oh yeah, no. He was I'm like, not. no, thank you. I'm all right. And they were like, wait, are you, are you resigning? He was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You Am tell I? me. <laughs> And they're he like, like right, only gonna, answered in questions. We're gonna get Palma in there for a little bit if you're just if you're gonna be weird. And then the coup um, happened, and they both got killed. They both got killed. Ugh. Okay, I take it back again. I take back the hour comment. So then the liberal uh, progressist, oops, progressista, the liberal progressive party, okay. um, put somebody in power as the chief of police, and wow. then they got an interim president, and then. And then Jorge. Jorge won. But I always, I find it fascinating, especially if he was like, I mean, unopposed, I get, because the other party couldn't figure it out. But well, and with be, that they, many they, votes? It's not that they couldn't figure it out. It's that they weren't allowed to figure it out because there was a coup d'etat going on, right? Mm. Like, it's it's less it's less that the conservatives were like fumbling oranges and going, what are we supposed to do? And more like <laughs> that's what I pictured. <laughs> the country was being taken over. Yeah, that's right? true. It is it is what I it, when when this like was too disorganized and discredited. That's it's what like, I figured. They were like, oh, that's right, the election's oh, coming. Oh, up. I shredded all of our identifications. <laughs> that's crazy, though. I mean, with as many votes as Jorge got, mm-hmm. that's scary. It's pretty scary. And like I said, that's why like this is a fun time goof em up podcast, so we're not going to go too much deeper into things, because here's what happened with Jorge. He was removed by a pro-democracy uprising in 1944, which, yes, please clap. I will clap for that. Thank <laughs> <Please> God. <laughs> um, which led to the 10-year Guatemalan revolution. Amazing. Now, well... Uh... This is a <laughs> freaking really. roller coaster of I an know. educational journey for me. And I'm sorry that I keep whiplashing you as well. I know. I'm like, um, my heart is like, yay. No. Huh? 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 Yeah. Huh? Huh? He huh? won. He's a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awful. Oh, it's so, so true. And again, uh, poor and like, Guatemala. Tough, tough, tough couple of decades for Guatemala. Yeah. Um, the Guatemalan Revolution was a period in Guatemalan history between the popular uprising that overthrew. Jorge Ubico in 1944, and the United States orchestrated coup d'etat in 1954 that overthrew the democratically elected president, Jacobo Arbenez. Ah, we suck. We We suck suck sometimes. Sometimes Sometimes. we don't don't do good things. So so literally, like, the Guatemalan Revolution uh, has has been called the 10 years of spring, highlighting Ah. the only years of representative democracy in guatemala from 1930 until the end of the civil war in 1996 which saw the implementation of a program of social political and especially agrarian reform that was enormously influential across latin america Hmm. um so i don't want to talk a lot about the guatemalan revolution um and its subsequent like stuff because it's it's deep and a little tangential to what i'm actually supposed to be talking about which is the 1931 (laughs) Guatemalan general revol- uh, general election, but also like if you want to learn some world history, it's a pretty cool article to check out and check yeah. everything out about. It really just made me sad 
about like another covert uh, U.S. military operation ending this this period. Um, I wonder like what our reasons. I would assume there were some. I would Maybe. assume, oh, and I, I assume hope. that it's entirely capitalistic, so. That's so difficult when they had, like, a, going from a dictator to, like, a person of the people, I would assume, for decades, right? To I have, think like, so. a democratic leader that everyone was like, yay, we're good Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. In June 1944, a popular pro-democracy movement led by university students and labor organizers forced Ubico to resign. Yay! Yay! He appointed a three-person military junta to take his place. Interesting. Uh, and it was toppled by a coup led by Jacobo Arbenes hmm. in 1944, also known as the October Revolution. Yes. There's so much. It really, there's so much. It, 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 like, there's just so much here. It's so dense. So, like, the here, here's the here's the brief roller coaster of summary. Right? Is um, the there was a there was a Guatemalan. Guatemala again. There was a Guatemalan politician who had a stroke, yep. and that no. led to Jorge being elected, and he was a dictator. Boo! Boo! And then he got kicked out. Yay! And there were ten great years. Woohoo! And then America screwed it up <laughs> and started a civil war womp womp. in Guatemala, and Ugh. then it ended in 1996. Yay! And I can't speak Question much mark, about. Like, how I did... can't. <laughs> Guatemala, how are you? How are you? How are, how are you, Guatemala? Oh, you could just uh, you could just reach out and let us know. Let us know how you're doing. It's uh, and I was not expecting a lot of that, and I wasn't expect. You know, well, here's something you asked earlier about like, are there good dictators? Right. So, in Jorge's, where is it? This stuck out to well, me. Well, in Jorge's bio, I'm sure Jorge wrote. That he was fantastic and like how amazing am he compared I? himself to Hitler. No, he didn't. No, but in his mind, I bet you he was. He oh, he, he compared himself well. to Hitler and was like, and that Hitler. And that's guy. good. Oh, and also this is 1931, so like. Yep. Oh. That's even pre. Was he doing that pre? Wait. Well, interesting. I wonder when he compared himself to Hitler while he was in power or after he had been ousted. Great question. He was like, I could have been like Hitler. I could have been a Hitler. But during his inauguration, Ooh. he pledged. A march towards civilization. Hmm. And that's just like such a like that that idea is such a dog whistle. Yeah. For so many different things. Um not so many different things for like supremacy and power dynamic, right? For yep. saying like this is the way that things should be, and if they're any other way, then it's bad and wrong yeah. and scary. Um but it's like I don't bad. Dictators are bad. Dictators are bad. Don't be one. Please don't. That's that's the Learn a Little's official stance on dictators is don't be one. Yep. Bumper stickers will be available next fall. I wanted to give us more time to put them together. I really appreciate Come that. Come up with a color scheme. Cheers. Welcome to this, me, Arthur Greenleaf Holmes, until recently, anonymous poet. For those of you familiar with me, hello again. For those of you unfamiliar, who am I? Well, I guess I'm a poet. A lesser poet, and yes, I accept that. Perhaps that's because I like to make people laugh in my poetry, and I suppose that makes me a poet-comedian. Why? Why would anyone become a poet-comedian? The simple answer is that I love both. My intention throughout this series is to introduce you not only to some of my own poems, 
but to marry them with the great works of the English language, writers that have influenced, delighted, and astounded me in some fashion. You can always find me on Facebook, and also on Instagram, and sometimes on Twitter, although I'm not very fond of Twitter. I don't do very well when I'm limited to a small number of characters. Quiz me. I'm going to quiz you. Because that's all I want to talk about, the 1931 general election of <laughs> Guatemala. Uh, I hope you get a non-political one soon. You've had a I, lot. You've had yeah, a lot of politics. I will. You'll still get some. You but think? then I'll get. But then I'll get back. I'm. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking at the next couple that I've got, and I get off of politics for a little bit, and then I go right back to politics. Oh no. <laughs> I. Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll see. Quiz Com- me. Coming up. Okay, I'm quizzing you. Hope please. Mass hysteria is credited with pioneering what genre of music? Industrial, French metal. That's or correct. just French metal. It is just French metal, but I was just proud French of you. metal. That's great. Bravo. No, 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 no. French metal. I can't get no satisfactions out your time. Okay. How many oh, members? <laughs> how many members are in Mass Hysteria? There are five. That's correct. Mass Hysteria. Yeah. Good job, David. I didn't think you were going to get that. A drummer, a guitarist, a bass guitarist, and two tambourine players. Okay, that's wrong, but (laughs) (laughs) I'll still let you have it because you got the number right. Um, There are a vocalist, two guitarists, a bassist, and a drummer. That makes a lot more sense than what Uh, I was saying. Yeah, I agree. I think they think so, too. Um, How many copies of Contradiction were sold as of 2018? Okay. I only got one shot at this, and I see the number. I can see it in my mind's eye, but I'm not sure if I'm adding an extra zero or not. Okay. Was it 50,000? That's correct, David. Yeah. Three out of three, my friend. I wasn't Look sure if it was going to be 50,000 or 500,000, but it was 50. See, okay, it's funny that you say that because at, earlier when I was writing the questions, I accidentally put an extra zero, creating it as 500,000, and then I, I went that's back what I and was... I was like, oops. That's what I was feeling, was that you'd done that. Well, because 50,000, like, that's a lot of copies, but it doesn't seem like a lot of copies. Like, you know what I mean? It is more copies of a French industrial metal album <laughs> than I will ever you sell. sell. <laughs> <laughs> will ever sell. That's true. Guaranteed. Well. You know, d- today, tomorrow's a mystery and today's a history, but I know one thing's for sure. <laughs> what would your title of your French metal album be? Uh, it would be we, we, we. Yes, yes. It would be we, W-E. Ew. We, we. And then it would be we, we, with W-E-E. I hate it. It would look like, it would sell like we, 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 O-U, O-U-I, O-U-I, O-U-I. I hate it. It would be we, we, we. You lost a, like, person who would buy your album. Okay. I will not be buying your album. Oh, my God, I sell 50,000 more. All right, that's three out of three for me. Good job, David. Best of luck to you, Liz. Thank you. Approximately, I don't need the exact number. Oh, Lord. Approximately how many votes did Ubico get? It was like 349,000. 
But I'm like ish close, but not close enough for you to give. Me you're a point. like, well, you're like, <laughs> it's so interesting because I was imagining giving you this and imagining your answers, and that's not <laughs> not one of the options I imagined. Dang it! It's three hundred and five thousand. Okay. And I think the three hundred thousand is what is important there. Yeah. But Price is Right rules you did go over. I did go so, over. I didn't go um, under. But three hundred thousand was sort of the ballpark I was looking for. Okay. I ex- that's what I expected. I expected you to go around three hundred thousand, but you. <laughs> I was went. very exact. <laughs> Three hundred forty nine thousand five hundred eighteen. No, it was three hundred five thousand eight hundred forty one votes. Oh. Um, but I'll give you that. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, I'll take it. Um, these are all about Ubico, unfortunately. That's okay. Which was not my topic of learning, but that was where the questions came from. So, yeah. What did Ubico promise in his inaugural address? Ooh, it was something about civilization. It, it was, was like something... the return to civilization. Mm, you're close. Ugh. And let me look it up to make sure that I am not misquoting myself and also give me a chance to tell Archie to hush. He is such a big boy. <laughs> give me it again. Give me your give me your give me your, give me your answer. S- what did he say? He said here we he, go, fill in the blank. He said um, it was a return. In his inaugural address, he pledged a blank, blank, blank. Return to civilization. So close, but not quite close enough. March towards civilization. Okay. You wanna quibble? I don't want to quibble. You wanna quibble? You wanna quabble? No, I won't quibble quabble. That's a toughie. I'm sorry. That is a toughie. It's okay. I got the civilization. You got civilization. <laughs> I got the civilization. <laughs> I'm civilized. <laughs> That's okay. All right, what about this last one? This last one might be too hard, Ugh. too. I think everything might be too hard. I might have it's gone okay. too hard today. That's okay. What were both of Ubico's nicknames? Oh, God bless David. His nicknames... Did you tell me this? I'm sure I you did. I did tell them to you. And it's so funny, right? Again, I'm, 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 we're, hey, we're all learning here. And we're all learning how to learn. We and are. when I'm writing these questions, because yeah. sometimes when you and I write questions and, and then like talk about them, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, this is definitely something that someone said one time. And then sometimes inadvertently, like we'll latch on to like a word or a phrase or something and we'll end up talking we'll talk about, about that answer. Totally. For like 20 minutes. Yeah. And I kind of thought, we were going to do that. I thought you'd latch on to one or both of these. And I didn't, um, clearly. Yeah, I thought you would latch on and you did not. And so I didn't. I didn't at do you, all. Do you have either do, of them or any sort of like... Not even. I... No. His nicknames were... Tell me. Number five. Oh, that's right. I almost said Mambo number five. And oh, then, my gosh. And then, <laughs> or also Central America's Napoleon. Oh, that's right. Because we were going to comment. I was going to ask how tall he was. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know that. Dang it, Liz. But you also know Napoleon wasn't that short. No, he wasn't. He wasn't yeah, okay. very short. He was like, okay. what, 5'5 five, five or something? Not even. I think he was like 5'8 or potentially was even 5'10. He, really? he was like, or maybe he was short, but he was average height for the time. Uh, right. And it was just propaganda. Because um, hmm. I don't know why he was called number five. That Yeah, like I what? was like, what? What? Why? Number five alive. No, uh, nope, like, short circuit wasn't up. <laughs> no, it hadn't happened yet. Exactly. Mambo number five didn't happen yet. He did, however, and I didn't point this out, and I just looking. I'm looking. He took office on Valentine's Day in 1931. 
We still don't like him, David. Aw, but just, isn't aw. But... No, just because he took office on Valentine's Day doesn't make him a good person. <laughs> I he hope probably he wanted to like, he was like, this is significant of the people who love me and I'm going to yes. take office on the love day. The people love me. Put put a bunch of hearts up on our other walls. Mm-hmm. Probably. Do you like my Guatemala? We did a bunch of French. We didn't do any Guatemalan. That's probably for the best. It's me. I'm going to give him, I, I want to imagine that he had it. Okay. It's Jorge. Jorge Ubico. Castaneda. 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 Put all the hearts up in my up in my room so that I can look out at the people and see how much they love me. Wow, yours then, is really good, David. And then I came in and kicked him out of the palace. And, and they were like, please hopefully, resign. Hopefully did a Napoleon and made him go live on a tiny island for a while. That's what they did to Napoleon. Oh, yeah. He had to go live on an island called Idris Elba or some stuff. <laughs> I don't remember. I would like to live on that island. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you know what that means. Oh, I'm reaching got, up. Get that crown off the shelf, David. The God, crown just, is for you. I hope it fits. I'm just going to blow it off. Blow it off the dust. dust. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> it looks and good on you. I put it on my head. I'm Thanks, really proud. Liz, for teaching me so well. You're welcome. And I think my questions were a little easier, but. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You're right. <laughs> oh, but David, that's the whole that thing. Good job, us. That's great. That was you great. Say go- you want to say some goodbyes and then talk about what we're going to learn next week? Oh, I sure can. Thanks, everyone, okay. for joining us. That's it. I was just going to say goodbye. I was. I didn't mean. Yeah, I'll I know. I was like. I, <laughs> I was like. I've do never done do it before. It? No. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening to Learn a Little. It's a stupid <laughs> podcast for smart people. I'm David. I'm Liz. And we, oh, we didn't know. I didn't. I screwed up too now. <laughs> We want to thank Background Joys. We want to thank Dimly Wit, our networks that host us. They're so great. They're amazing. We, mm, mm, mm. You can go to backgroundjoys.com to learn more about this podcast as well as others like uh, Dress for the Podcast You Want and the wildly inappropriate podcast of Arthur Greenleaf Holmes. There's just there's new content coming out all the time. Between Background Joys and Dimly Wit, I think there's new content on the network like five days a week. Yep, it's amazing. Um, you can also get a lot of exclusive background content on our Patreon, patreon.com slash backgroundjoys, uh, where Liz and I have some behind-the-scenes content that we play Wikipedia games and other podcasts supply other things. So you can go there, and and it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Facebook, social media, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Yes. And that's it. And now we're going to talk about what we're going to learn next week. Great. David? You, you go first. I'll go first. Okay. David, next week, we're going to learn a little bit about the Tenement Symphony. And T213. Can't wait. <laughs> what is that? Let that tickle your brain a little yeah. bit. What is oh. that? The 213th Terminator movie? T213. It's, who's texting you? I don't know. Oh, come on. Blowing up. I'm sorry. I'm so popular. Thank you for tuning in. Next time, see our contestants face off about the topics The Tenement Symphony and T213. Make sure to rate, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at background.joys. This has been another episode of Learn a Little. Hosted on dimlywit.com.